Live from the Huntington Hilltop, coming to you from the last homeless free zone in South Orange County. Damn it, I said it wrong. The horrible yeah, Huntington back. Beach hellhole. You went to, back to the, uh, the old one. The turning point was when somebody robbed or uh, broke into my car. Now it's the horrible Huntington Beach hellhole. Hey, well, it happens here too. This hasn't happened to my car yet, thankfully. I got pictures from a car that was parked right next to mine in the parking structure with the rear window busted out two days ago. What? They've they've pierced the orange curtain? Uh, There's DGENs living everywhere in Orange County. I, got, I have a new drink. It's I'm just waiting croy. to catch one of them in action. Yeah, just... Don't. Uh, it's a mojito. LaCroix Nicola Mojito. Sounds good. Essence of rum, mint, and lime. I think the rum part's a little bit essence of, of Essence of rum, lime, and mint. Yep. It's tasty. Yeah, mojito's a good drink. We got another one, too. What is this one? It's the... Uh... Coconut cola. Coconut cola? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just coconut. I didn't know it was a cola. I thought that too. I didn't realize it was a cola either. That one I would probably really like. Yeah. I like it a lot. Because I'm not really a fan of coconut by itself, but coconut with cola seems like they would go well together. It's a delicious product. Yeah. All right. So I heard. Did you about, uh, what? Did you buy those? Did you get find those also at Whole Foods, or did you get them from somewhere else? Amazon. Okay. Amazon actually has a like a multi pack that has uh, all of the other flavors besides uh, the normal Nicola. So that way you can get the coconut, the mojito, and the coffee. If you can just get the coconut one, I would get that. The mojito's okay. I could save you one if you want. The coffee, you're just going to end up probably giving it away to somebody. Because I don't think you'll like it. I don't like coffee flavor, like artificial coffee flavor. It's very artificial. It tastes like those little candy wrappers. Sounds gross. Alright, I heard you that you were working on your website. Yeah, my uh, blog. Which one? Which website? It's, Are you going to give the domain the, out? It's the Chronicles of One Nathan Penetration. What's the domain That's, name? Is it ready? It's, it's nathanpenetration.com. I uh, set up the domain on... Uh, it's still pointing name. at GitLab, though. I just checked. Yeah. It, so I set up the domain uh, redirection through Namecheap, but for whatever reason, it's not resolving to the IP. And I'm thinking there's something on the server end that I need to... Oh, you changed the DNS all to Amazon. No, because this is, it's a different uh, domain. It's a separate domain. I'm not running this. I'd have to set up a new hosted zone on Amazon, uh, which I would have to pay for in Route 53 to run this domain. So this is a completely separate domain from my other domain that I'm hosting, that I'm explicitly hosting through Namecheap. So my main domain that I use for everything, my email and everything else, I run through Route 53, but 
this is just through Namecheap. Yeah, but I remember you switching it all. Not all of it, just that one domain. Because remember, I bought those two other domains. I bought the NathanPenetration.com one and then yeah. the NMS.red one. Those I have not set up as hosted zones in Route 53 yet. They're just through Namecheap because it's free. The NMS.blue one, I wanted to run through Route 53 because I'm running an EC2 instance that uh, is using that domain. I'm using a subdomain uh, that's pointed to my route. My route. I'm using a subdomain in Route 53 that's pointed to my EC2 instance. So that makes sense to have it hosted in Route 53. This there's not really any point because it's on Vulture. It's a it's a different uh, VPS. So yeah, if you're trying to keep your costs down and you're subtracting and you're worried like a dollar fifty because it really yeah it's not breaking the bank I, it's not breaking the bank i could post up, in route 53 but I, I just don't want to go through the effort of moving all the name up. servers and stuff over and then having to pay for it on top of that it's just it's, it's kind of pointless i have like ten dollars a month just in completely pointless not pointless it's, it's just an annoying expense when you have multiple domains like ten dollars a month to have a couple of hosted zones and then some automated failover because yeah, you it's have based, some uh, monitoring. Well, and it's it's basically like the average, uh, just for the, the hosted zone in Route 53, the average price is about a dollar a month, right? Yeah. And then if you have any type of uh, failover setup where you've got monitoring and then the... Uh, the DNS record updates when one of the services is down because of a health check, that's another dollar fifty a month. So for what is normally a free service of most hosting providers, um shit. Did I disconnect? Hello. Oh. Did you disconnect? I lost you for a second. I think it's on your end. Could be. What did you say like the last Five seconds. It's normally a free service. Anywhere you buy a domain name. So if you can avoid incurring that cost, do it. Yeah. And especially because it's experimental right now, I haven't even fully set up the, I'm making a, uh, so the Chronicles of One Nathan Penetration are uh, my uh, experiences uh, with Alan's mom and in other chronicled events. And I'm going to detail them. And I, uh, let me send you the IP for it so you can see what I've typed up so far. <laughs> Hold on a sec. It's going to read it out. Here, just tell me right before I'm going to mute myself. I don't want to read on. it on air. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get my Vulture VPS because I don't know what the oh. IP is off the top of my head. We'll do it later then. Okay. Uh, speaking of needless expenses. You're starting up a whole instance just to, to run WordPress. That's a lot of bloat. You could do um, this completely free and serverless. Well, at least on your part. GitHub or GitLab c- could host a static web page for you. And it could even be in blog format using a static site generator like Jekyll. 
Okay, here it is. Channel, Nate, two zeros. I'm muted and undefined. It's not... Fuck. Don't post it again. If you go to the about, this site is dedicated to the conquests and life adventures of the illustrious Nathan Penetration. Expect to see offensive content, including but not limited to grotesque images, racist and misogynistic jokes, sexually explicit content, and other great stuff. All right. Have fun with this. <laughs> what? The about page isn't working for me. It isn't? Oh, it's trying to redirect to a assert that is invalid. Localhost. I worked on this for like 15 minutes the other day, so this is very in its infancy. I see it now. Yeah, you I use some static web pages. All right. That'll save you five bucks a month right there. What instance is this on? Like Vulture? I know, but what tier? This is the cheapest one, five dollars a month. You know, the Florida and uh New Jersey regions are two fifty. Shit, should I I should delete this and spin one up on there? The catch is they used to be two fifty in almost every region. But they stopped that deal. Um, that was only if you ran IPv6, though, I thought. Now the catch is it's only in those two regions, and it's only IPv6. So for 350 uh, they'll give you a dual stack setup. So you can have V6 and V4. That's not bad. So you're still saving $1.50. Yeah. Okay. You can save 100% of that if you just use a static... A static web page and let GitLab or GitHub host it for you. I can find a, a WordPress template that's only got one static page. I can do that. No, no, no. I like WordPress because it's easy. I don't have, I don't want to run Apache and PHP and then That's what you're doing. Yeah, but WordPress it does it, it takes care of all of it for you. If you spin up the instance if you spin up a WordPress instance through Vulture, it does all of it automatically. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. You don't need to run any server of any kind. All you need to do is post text into GitHub or GitLab, and they will generate a web page for you. There's nothing to administrate. Okay. If you can, you know, type in English, then you can upload a web page. They can. Basically, when you run a uh, dynamic content management system like WordPress, it requires a server with all these PHP services and a bunch of shit that has to generate the page and the look, and then it caches those. Yeah, but a I can make it. Time. I can make it flashy and cool. Yeah, you can do. And a I can have a static web page. I can do w- widgets and stuff like that, and I can have images of Alan's mom and. Okay. You all that good stuff. This is do it however you want. No, I, I uh maybe I'll look into what you're talking about. It's zero dollars a month. Okay. That should motivate you. All right. 
but that five dollars a month could get you a net uh next cloud instance not a very powerful one because you only have a gig of ram but um that's all i've been thinking about the last if i ran weeks so if i went in the uh what, what regions do you say it was again florida and something else new jersey New Jersey, if I ran a two gigabyte instance in one of those regions, what would the cost on that be? Twice the price. It'd be $10 a month. The no, price, but you said it was cheaper, though. You said it was... No, uh, what I'm saying is you can get an instance that has that's half the price, with half, but it's half the memory. And like uh, a quarter, less than half I of this. I see, yeah. There's totally I thought you just meant it was... I thought you meant it was the same instance type, but cheaper because of the region. No, if you want the same amount of RAM and you want it cheaper, you have to use AWS with a compute savings plan or a reservation. It won't be cheaper, though. It'll be about the same price. No, it'll be half. My instances are like $1.89. What, for a T2 Nano? No, T2 is old. T3 Nano with a reservation. T3 Nanos are 512 megabytes, though, aren't they? Fine, use a, a micro, it doesn't matter. With a reservation. I thought that the T2s were cheaper than the T3s. No, uh, they're more expensive. And they're slower. Oh, okay. Anything old is slower and more expensive. I thought, I didn't know it was an age thing. I thought that the T1 was a better instance than, like, so T1, T2, T3, I thought T1 and T2 were better than T3 because nope. they were. The T2s from 2007. Huh, okay. I don't I don't think you can even start a T1. So when they when you say it's older, that doesn't make sense though, because they're running on the same hardware. They're running on different hardware. Old hardware. So they're running on hardware from 2007? Yeah. Really? I, I had no idea. Each generation is a new numeral. Like, it, I, that falls apart when you so get to the end of six. bizarre to me. That's bizarre to me because... Well, same with Vulture. If you get a normal Vulture instance for $5, that's several-year-old hardware. If you get the new high-frequency one for a dollar more, $6 a month, it has NVMe, and it's the current generation Xeon. I just... I didn't even know that they still ran hardware that old because the costs... Like the, well, that's why it costs more. You pay through the nose for slow, shitty computers. Then why do they even offer that? Because some people deployed their stuff on that. If you had some obscure application that uh, you made an image of, and you got this gold master, and it doesn't have the drivers to start up on NVMe, or access a 40 gigabit NIC, or, you know... Some new processor, like after Sandy Bridge or something, um, all the Intel chips were incompatible with Windows 7, something like that. So uh, why would they offer T2 in their free tier when the T3 costs less money to run because it's more efficient? I don't know. Doesn't make the, any sense. There either. is no reason to run the older hardware if you're building a new system. You're yeah. only screwing yourself if you do that because when you run a T2, for example, it doesn't have nitro, which is this uh, kind of like middle layer between 
the actual physical hardware and it's it's like a the operating system has drivers for this nitro layer between the NIC, between the uh, the storage, and as long as your AMI or your yeah, as long as your AMI has driver support for Nitro, and you use instances that use Nitro, it allows Amazon to keep upgrading the amount of EBS uh, EBS bandwidth, the disk bandwidth, the network disk bandwidth to your instance, along with other things, uh, disk speed, and you don't have to worry about updating your drivers. It also lets okay. Amazon do performance monitoring so they know when there's issues. There's a bunch of performance boosts that you get with Nitro. It's like... Uh, uh, it's many things. I don't know how to explain it besides what I just said. You'd have to watch one of their videos. Where were we going with that? Yeah, Net, uh, Nextcloud. Yeah. That's what you should check out. Run one of those or use uh, use mine. The okay. advantage I have is multi-tenancy. So the more people that use it, the more I can upgrade it. And for the, the same cost for the storage, you could basically get an instance that has more RAM. Which lets you do things like multi-person video chat while editing a document collaboratively, just like Google Drive. So, what do you uh, in Nextcloud? What's the? I'm kind of playing um, like layman's devil's advocate here, but what's the advantage of using that over something like uh, if you have a OneDrive subscription or a Dropbox? where you're you get all this free storage this free cloud storage with a subscription to office or your dropbox subscription that you're paying however much it is a month five bucks a month for um what's the advantage of it I, other than obviously hosting copyrighted material because you're hosting it local you're hosting it on your own there's no intermediary um what's what's the advantage the advantage, well, you'll never be able to meet the cost efficiencies, the uh, the cheap storage that Google Drive or Dropbox can give you. It's relatively cheap. Um, I can't compete with that, but I don't have an advertising company that looks into my documents and emails and censors my links if I try to give you a link to something because they've decided that it's uh, politically convenient or there's some copyright claim. It's relatively private because it runs on an instance that I pay for. So what's the, uh, what's like the, as far as performance goes, um, Oh yeah, it's faster. But also though, if you're running it through, uh, Amazon, like if you're running through AWS, you're getting charged based on the uh, bandwidth you're using. Not for so, ingress. Most it's all egress. So it's a Roach Motel. Okay. 
I don't think you're going to be downloading five terabytes from your own instance. I think you're going to be uploading into it. Okay. It's that is just a cost that you will incur when you want to leave. Or if you had some popular content, if you had a public facing instance, um, when you use vulture, that bandwidth cost is actually built in. But you're also limited to the amount of storage that you have in the instance too. So like vulture, the VPS that I'm running right now, I only have 25 gigabytes. Yeah. So it's like the only region you can expand it is the New Jersey region for vulture with Amazon. You can grow the storage anywhere and any region and there's different drive types. So I don't have to pay out the nose for some type of SSD based attached storage. I can pay for a cheaper storage. That's half the price. Okay. And I can attach that disc and put all my stuff on there. Net, Net, Nextcloud also lets you do things like if you used my instance and you didn't want to pay me for storage, you can attach your B2 account, which is half a penny per gig. That's the closest you will ever get to getting Google or, or Dropbox pricing. Do they have a uh, app? For iOS, for Nextcloud? Yeah, and it's really good. They have a desktop app that does syncing. They have a Google, or they have a Nextcloud talk app, which lets you do chats. So you have an account on my public Nextcloud. If you sign into that on your phone, you have that, you can, you know, you can sync your photos there or whatever. You can do whatever you want, put files there, download stuff. When you use those clients, you can also enable client-side encryption or end-to-end encryption and your app itself will do the encryption before it egresses to my instance. Okay. And you can switch between accounts. So I have multiple Nextcloud servers and I can jump between whichever one I want. Yeah, that sounds pretty lucrative. I'm probably going to do that then. Yeah, so if you run a local one, you can get cheap storage. I would consider even bumping up to the $10 a month for... uh... For my instance to run that because then i could get rid of potentially i could get rid of my mega sub that i have oh and it's so much faster than mega yeah. i can i can read from my my instance is an organ i can read from it at 50 megabytes a second and with mega it's like four yeah and google i don't know they throttle you you might get 20 if you're lucky So I think if I was in a different region where maybe I had a better direct link to AWS, like if I put it in California where I'd be paying almost twice as much for everything regarding my instance, then I could write to the instance at 110 or something, 90 to 110 megabytes a second, because I've done that. I can read and write to that Northern California S3 uh, bucket really fast, like fast enough it probably starts a fire in Northern California. Somebody's over there with a fire extinguisher putting the fires out every time I write stuff to it. Do you trust this service because it's running out of Germany? Well, that's where the developers are. Uh, No. (laughs) Because, (laughs) you know, it's probably East Germany. Like a bunch of former uh, Soviet-aligned developers i don't know so they're harvesting the metadata i don't know but 
you run it on your own server so you can block outbound. You can restrict egress to your own VPN if you want. You don't have to allow it to get access to the internet. I think it's best if you encrypt the stuff before it gets on Nextcloud, but that kind of defeats the value of it because it's helpful to actually interact with things live on the server in the web interface. And then you're not on Google's radar. The other cool thing is you can actually set up a mail client, your own web interface, and sign in all of your Gmail accounts into that web interface on your Nextcloud and then configure IMAP. I don't know if you can do this in this particular mail client, but what I'm thinking about doing is setting up the mail client so that it deletes mail out of all the Gmail accounts after a couple of days. And then my next cloud is the, the source of all my email. So yeah, long-term, cool. it's not stored by Google. Because realistically, I'm probably not going to move away from a bunch of those Gmail accounts, but I can at least consolidate them and remove all the data from Google. They sell, uh, they sell kits that it's a box that it's a DIY kit with a Raspberry Pi. You can run on a Raspberry Pi or uh, Intel NUC. Have you seen those? That's totally doable. The problem is Nextcloud can easily overwhelm a server. If you start streaming a video and you start to click a couple times in the timeline to scrub through different proportions of the video, mm -hmm. that will spawn like 14, more like 20 PHP CGI threads. And each one takes like 10 seconds before it drains out of the system, before it's done doing whatever computing it was doing. So one person on my public next cloud could easily perform a denial of service against everybody else. Mm. And you could accidentally completely seize up a raspberry Pi. Now it'll do all the basic functions perfectly fine on a raspberry Pi for a single user, even two, but it, it, all it takes is like four mouse clicks while you watch a video to lock the system up. Even on a raspberry Pi four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking like a four-core Xeon that can lock up. It'll just run out yeah, of RAM. It's got to be better, though, than... It's still got to be better, though, than uh, Mega. Because Mega, you can barely even stream video that you have. It's better than Mega. Yeah. Nextcloud can do server-side encryption. If you want, your server can do all the encryption and decryption. Um, That seem to be... It seemed to perform pretty shitty. I'm going to have to actually do some benchmarks on that because I don't really know anymore. Also, you have to make sure you back up the keys that Nextcloud created because if you try to attach that disk and then pull your files out of the off the disk that that Nextcloud server was encrypting, you'll never recover those files without that key. Okay. That's the same thing goes for doing end-to-end -end encryption on the Nextcloud client. Um, you can create, if you have a public facing next cloud like mine, you can create public links or have a, some default policy on your instance where those public links expire after a certain amount of time, which is really helpful if you want to share something with somebody where there's no login. 
but you can also share things that have a password prompt. And then while they're on that page, you can even chat. And that chat is actually tagged. Uh, that whole chat thread is tagged to that, that, uh, the file. It's a really slick system. It's arguably better than Dropbox or Google Drive. Well, you've convinced me. I'm gonna I'm gonna run one of these. So you could have a private Nextcloud that's locked down to just your certain IPs, and then you can attach the storage through Nextcloud Federation to my public instance. And then you can enable resharing and then have your private instance all firewalled off and then use mine uh, with a free account to front your shares. Okay. And then it would just, it would go through my instance and pull the file out to whoever you're sending the link to. And I have mine set up with a web application firewall and everything. And it's pricey like that. That WAF, that web application firewall, is like $35 a month on top of the instance cost. The advantage I have, though, is because I have uh, caching, more RAM, uh, different storage types, I can give you storage on my instance for the same price that it would cost you to buy an instance and manage it yourself on Vulture. Now, Google has like 10,000, 100,000 times, a million times more users per gigabyte. So their economy of scale is at a whole nother level. That's why they're able to give you like 10 gigs of free storage with your Gmail account. I don't, what, is it, what is it at now? Is it five gigs or 10? With Gmail? I have no idea. I think Mega, Apple, and Dropbox are at five. It might be more for Mega. It might be 50. Well, with Mega, you get all the free bennies that uh, come from yeah, recommending. They, have that, account. they get like the, the achievements or whatever. They're the Herbalife of storage. <laughs> yeah. They got that whole MLM model completely squared away. Right. Now, if you refer this many people, you get this perk, and it's crazy. And then those perks expire after a certain amount of time, so you got to keep working the system. And the whole time you're trusting that their encryption that they supposedly created in, like, 2010 is legit. It's a cool system. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. When you share files between Nextcloud instances through that federation, it's really fucking slow. When you have a whole bunch of users on one instance, the file shares are instant. When you say instant, what is that? What do you Just mean? like when you use Gmail or something and you, you share a file to somebody and then they just open it up. Oh, okay. Like they get a little email and they hit open, they go to look at the document, it's instant. If somebody were to send you a file, like a federated share, to username at Nextcloud instance, you both have your own version of Google Drive. But that 
federated sharing, whatever that connection is, it's fucking slow. It works, but it's slow. Okay. I think I'm gonna work yeah, number three. I'm gonna definitely. Oh, I'm gonna wipe that. Uh, that uh, WordPress instance and set up a next cloud. Disconnected from server. Connected. So uh, you said the uh, you like uh, went out of your way to fucking make me seem like an idiot when I was uh, saying how great Parsec is the other day. We've talked about it so many times. I don't remember. I really don't. You know, we're still recording. Yes. You want me to cut this? No, we can talk about it. All right. Yo, I, did you go to the show notes and search for it? How long? Okay. When was the last time we talked about this in the show? Three weeks ago. No way. Yes. No bullshit. I'm calling bullshit right now. (laughs) I have a recording. I'll find the file and I'll send it to you. Okay. What, what specifically were you talking about in Parsec? All right, so Parsec, uh, episode 228, and then also in 2017. Because I don't believe that you've actually played this. I don't, I don't believe that you've actually tried it. Uh, yeah, it's all you can do it all in the web browser. I didn't even know they had a web browser. I thought you had to run the desktop app for it. No, Parsec's completely repositioned their platform to be like this uh, party platform in a browser. So they have uh, people who run a Parsec like room that you can join and play games on their system, which, you know, they're probably just employees, but there's a lot of cool potential with that. Yeah. So what me and the other fags from high school uh, were doing uh, a few days ago, we were running a dolphin emulator uh, for GameCube games and we were playing uh, GameCube like Mario Party and stuff like that over the Internet over whose instance through well we tried it through one of our friends i'm not gonna say a name but one of our friends connections and he had a pathetic upload it was like five megabits up so we were like fuck you somebody on cox communications i yeah on sox cox communications so uh we said fuck you and i ran it on my google fiber and it ran like a dream so you're running it you're using it to share the screen that's interesting and all the inputs a usage yeah yeah all all the controller inputs too yeah that's really cool i've never thought about doing it that way that's why i thought this was so great because this is the first way i've experienced that so maybe we had talked about in the past but but never with that that idea never even occurred to me yeah you could run an emulator with nintendo shit and then you could play Mario Party over the internet. See, I didn't know it could take multiple inputs. Also, it never occurred to me to run it on your own computer so that friends can interact with your system. Oh, yeah. For me, I thought and, I can run and, this in Google Cloud Platform or AWS. No, and it it's so crazy. It's crazy. It even transmits Rumble-like input to the controllers over the internet from the game session. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. But you can create public rooms so random people on the internet can join you. That's part of that Rumble, that uh, that Parsec, like party mode thing in the browser. 
Yeah, so if you have a really good connection, it's almost instantaneous. There's no delay. So you could run this on some GPU instance on AWS. Potentially, yes, but you might still have latency, though, because you're connecting to a server in... Yeah, if you, you could pick if, a local region. Yeah, but you're going to be paying for that. So it's like if you're running in the region in Oregon, you're going to have latency versus... If you're, all your friends are in Orange County and you're running it locally from your machine in Orange County with a good connection, you're not going to have any latency. It's 228. So that, man, we've had a lot of delays between episodes. That was March of last of 2018. Okay, so it's fucking two years ago. <clears throat> no. So you can't, give me, you can't give me shit about that. Uh, no, I can. I've recorded like... There's like 10 episodes in the last six months that I haven't even published because they were garbage. Okay, well, tell me which one of those episodes we talked about this, and I'll believe I you. I, I look don't through remember all, talking yeah. about this at all. It was two, year, two years ago. Okay, I'll give you that because I can forget in that time span. But 2017, 2018, and again, very recently. Find Unfortunately, the our signal chat you credit. rolls off after... Uh, 24 hours so that whole conversation's gone I didn't realize I needed a fucking log but we did talk about it so it's in the audio somewhere well anyway if you've got a controller that works interfaces with your Mac then you can uh, you can hop on and play with us and if I have 10 hours I can prove it to you that's probably how many shows I'll have to dig through Proving it to me aside, if you got a, like I said, if you got a, a controller that interfaces with your Mac, then... I've got a Steam controller. That, that in theory, should work, yeah. I'll have to rebind some keys, I It's think. probably going to suck playing with that, though. I have a Nintendo controller. Does that work over Bluetooth? It properly? might. Is there a... Uh, what, is it a Pro controller? Yeah. Look real quick. Switch Pro controller. Mine has some kind of hardware fault where if you push... The D-pad, which one's the the flat, the T-shaped pad? That's the D-pad, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you push that on, uh, if you push in between, like up and left at the same time, it'll do things like take screenshots. There's some hardware fault where the combination pushes trigger alternative buttons. It might work. Um... The PS4 controller is the best controller ever fucking conceived because it is the only controller that it's analog. All the inputs are analog, but the it has a touch bar in the center. So if you're playing games on your desktop machine that require mouse input, you can actually use the touchpad on the center of it to scroll the mouse around and you can double tap it to cl- uh, uh, emulate clicks. It is the perfect controller design because it works. It, it, it just works. Now, that being said, you have to have a uh, third-party utility running to be able to recognize those inputs. I use Input Mapper on Windows. I don't know if they have an equivalent of that for macOS. They might. Um, but it's way better than the Xbox controller because the Xbox controller doesn't have any digital input. It's all analog. So you can't emulate mouse inputs. So the PS4 controller is similar to the Steam controller in the sense that it emulates the digital input with the trackpad. 
but it's more intuitive. But it's more intuitive, though. Yeah. So you could have a headless box that people just hop onto and play games. Correct. It'd be interesting if you could meter that, because then you could charge people. <laughs> well, I also don't want random people connecting to my machine, because fuck that. Yeah, but if you could meter it, you could charge friends for it. I could jump onto your AIDS. I'm not a Jew. Windows I'm not going to charge them. It costs you money. No, it doesn't. I have an unlimited connection. It's not Cox, where I have to pay for the bandwidth. It's your electric it's Google, bill. Whatever. It's Google Fiber. My electric bill, the most I've paid living here for my electric bill is $75 a month split with my roommate. And we run the AC 24-7. Yeah, I run the AC all the time, too. It's like 130 bucks a month. It's so much cheaper. That's one of the things. Like People always say, oh my god, you're so much better off owning a house. Well, yeah, you're better off owning a house, but good luck running AC 24-7 in a house. Your electric bill is going to be $300, $400 a month because it takes so much longer to cool everything. Whereas an apartment, you can cool the whole apartment easily. You can get the temperature down five degrees within 30 minutes running the AC in an apartment versus a house, which takes four or five hours. And you're going to save a huge amount on your electric bill. I'd rather have the big space than a tiny ass apartment where you shit and cook in the same room. Well, if you have a modern a house, like a house built in the last like five years, the insulation is a lot better. So it just, it just depends on the insulation. If the insulation is really good and also depends where you live. If you live in Arizona or a desert area where it's 120 degrees outside in the summertime, then yeah, your electricity bill is going to be outrageous. But um. In Southern California, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, our electricity bill, we keep our AC thermostat at 69, 70 degrees. It's cold as hell in here at night. I sleep really well when it's cold as hell, but our electricity bill never gets more than $150 a month. And that's with two computers running almost 24-7 with powerful GPUs. And we have lighting on throughout the apartment and TVs on almost all the time. And we can use water like we're uh, living water world where we can just have it running all the time. And our water bill is never more than $10 a month. I've never even looked at the breakdown of my bill to know what it costs. Yeah, because you have this communist water bill set up where it bills it based on the usage of everybody in your building. I don't know. I don't think so. Pretty sure it's all metered. No, in in Irvine Company, that's how it is. It's all communist. But it works out because you can be the asshole that uses more water than everyone else in the in the complex, and you can still pay the same amount as everyone else. Yeah, my place was pretty new, so I'm sure everything's metered. I've taken 25 minute showers before because I did. I was too lazy to go out to the spa to go and sit in the spa to, uh, you know, get hot water on my body. So I just run the like the hottest setting on my shower, and I just stand there for 25 minutes <laughs> to have it running on my back. 
not even because I need to take a shower, just because I want the hot water on my back. I've done that numerous times throughout the months, and our water bill never changes. So much for a water problem in California. I think that was a couple of years ago. And maybe they found the reserves by now. You want to wrap up? Sure. Bringyourwallet.com slash join to directly contribute. And uh, I need a pitch for this. What does my script say? Direct support for it. I, I need a show script. This is my mumble script. Uh, bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. See you next week. Sayonara.